in one form or another, there has always been stuff to stress you out if you let it. But you got to keep calm and carry on. And now for Success Forces, Part 19, Remaining Calm. Christian, I'm going to ask, would you open up for your daddy in prayer? All right, bow your heads for a word of prayer. Lord God, I just thank you for all the many blessings that you've given us, Lord God. We thank you for your unfailing love, oh Lord God. We thank you that you've just kept us safe, God, in the midst of everything that's going on. We always know that we have a safe house, Lord God, and that we can run to your name as it is a strong fortress, Lord God, and that you would keep us safe. We have no reason to be afraid because you are with us at all times, God. I ask that you would just open our hearts, God, open our minds. Let us receive the word that you're going to give and speak up unto us today, Lord God, and let us leave better how we were when we walked in here, God, and help us to just continue to do your will on earth as it is in heaven, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I wanted the editor to make sure to put that prayer on the front of the message because it kind of relates in exactly what he said about what the message is for today. Welcome to Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the word. And today I am going to read some excerpts from one of the most famous poems ever written. It was a poem by Rudyard Kipling called If. And most of you who have taken English literature in school, it's one of the required readings. And I'm not going to read the whole poem, just excerpts because it's kind of long. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies. Or being hated, don't give way to hating. If you can dream and not make dreams your master. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch. If neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you. If all men count with you but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And what is more, you'll be a man, my son. Now that first line of that famous poem, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs. And I want to take as a verse, 2 Timothy verse 4, 5. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. But you keep your head in all situations. And right now we're in the middle of the second series of success forces. And today's success forces the force of remaining calm. Another word for calm that's actually more appropriate is peace. But we're going to just talk about the success force of remaining calm. One of the most famous Bible verses, Matthew 24, 6, which begins, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. 
See that ye not be troubled. Y'all know what troubled means? See that ye not be anxious. See that you not be worried. In other words, remain calm. Keep calm. There was a famous poster in World War II that was famous all over Britain. And they had it posted somewhere everywhere. You know, the British are kind of a little bit uppity. You know, they're rather stoic and it got this reputation. So when bombs drop out, they had these posters that simply says, keep calm and carry on. So that's kind of what this thing is about. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Now, first of all, many of us relate this verse to modern times, and it is applicable to modern times. But I want to tell you, every one of the things that Jesus talked about, they've always been. They've always been for as long as recorded history. Wars and rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Have you all read the Old Testament? A huge amount of the Old Testament, wars, rumors of wars, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. For as long as man has been on this earth, at least in recorded history, and my guess is before recorded history, he was fighting. Man has been battling man from the moment he set foot on this earth, or at least from the moment he got out of the garden. Meaning he got out of the garden, the first two siblings, one of them killed the other. That's war. So wars and rumors of wars, kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation, all this stuff. is. Have you ever watched the news lately about what's going on? And this is just the big stuff. You don't even hear the news about all of the minor conflicts that's going on all over the world. You only hear in the news what they want you to know about. You don't even hear about all the battles that's going on. And here Jesus is saying, don't be troubled. Keep calm and carry on. So that's one of these powerful success forces. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, keep calm and carry on. Because when you start letting yourself become anxious and troubled and fearful, it begins to take your focus off of the things that you need to do. You need to carry on. You can't stop your stuff because they got war over in Ukraine. 99.9% of this stuff is not even going to affect you. But you can't worry about that. You've got to keep calm and carry on. How many of you all got stuff to do? I got stuff to do. I don't have time to be worried about all of the wars and rumors of war. You know, right now, the U.S. is getting what's called increasingly escalating tensions between us and this other big country. 
And if we go to war, that's going to be a big, major, massive mess of a war. But I don't have time to sit and worry about that. Number one, I can't do anything about that. So I don't worry about what could happen if we go to war with somebody else. I have to be conscious of making sure I keep calm and carry on. And that's what you need to do. All of these things have always been. Do you know in the past 3,400 years of recorded history, humankind have been at peace only 268 of those 3,400 years, 8% of the time. And that's when you didn't have major conflict. So 92% of the time of recorded history has been wars and rumors of wars. Keep calm and carry on. Well, what about famines and pestilences and earthquakes? Have you read your Bible lately? Not only were there famines, God himself caused a whole lot of the famines. Matter of fact, I'm here to say he caused all of them. God controls all of this stuff. Because, you know, you can really get folks' attention sometimes when they're hungry for something. You let folk go without food for a while, they'll start looking up to heaven then. They'll start really praying, and you let folk go without food. So sometimes God had to shut up the heavens until the folk would look up to him. So he caused famines, pestilence is just another big long word for disease. Have you looked through the Old Testament and seen how much disease there was? Jesus' major ministry was in healing folk who were sick with disease. The virus is sweeping the world right now. There's nothing new about that. Pestilence had been here all throughout history in one major form or another. They come in waves and sweeps. What about earthquakes, Pastor? What about earthquakes? Do you know the first recorded earthquake was a thousand years before Christ? And that's just recorded. So when you look at all of the number of earthquakes that have been happening, it's been a ton of them. You need to keep calm and carry on. See that ye are not troubled. Right now, most of our diseases are the top 10 diseases. Most of them, doctors say, are brought on or aggravated by stress. Heart attack is the number one. Do you know if you live in life just free and easy and not troubled by anything, you know it's hard for you to have a heart attack. You have to be stressed to have a heart attack. If you just carefree and not letting anything bother you, your arteries just don't clog up regardless of what you eat. There's something about it. When you get all tensed, you can just be on a broccoli diet. And you're all tense and just all tight and just totally mess you up. So there is a disease of stress now. And stress, anxiety, them just big old words for trouble. You troubled about this. You troubled about that. You worried about this. You worried about that. And we've just got to learn how to do like the British said on their sign. Keep calm and carry on. Stress and troubling and fear. Do you know when you get scared, you know the first thing that happens to you before you react is you freeze. That's the first thing. You freeze. You got to even start thinking before you can move. So when you get troubled, when you get scared, when you get fearful, it freezes you and you can't do what you need to do because you're so troubled. Then you can't sleep at night. And if you can't sleep, you wake up, your eyes all red and you're tired. And then you go to work and you mess up because you're sleepy. Now you're troubled because I might lose my job. See, the thing cascades. You just need to keep calm and carry on. Jesus told you all of this stuff was coming. And we've got to learn how to master this. And I want to just give you an acronym 
to allow you, if you can follow this, it will help you stay calm in the midst of all of the mess of the world that has always been. And I know somebody said, Pastor, stuff ain't ever been like it's been. Now, that ain't true. Stuff has been worse than what it's been. Now, I was in Jackson, Mississippi this past week, and Mississippi had the highest number of lynchings of any state in the U.S. You can't tell me coronavirus was more stressful than that. So it's been some stuff that's been way more stressful than a virus. So life has been that way in one form or another. There has always been stuff to stress you out if you let it. But you got to keep calm and carry on. So C-A-L-M, how do we keep calm in a world that is geared and designed to stress you out? C, you need to celebrate God's goodness celebrate God's goodness. Philippians 4, 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Celebrate God's goodness. There are always two things you can look at. You can look at the positive or you can look at the perceived negative. Always two things. And people, when we start listing them out, it's always much more positive than negative. You know, you can't sell newspapers You can't get people tuning in on the 11 o'clock news with good news. They just won't watch it. It is geared negatively because that's what people stay tuned at 11. When it's stay tuned at 11, 99% of the time, it's some bad news. And this is the kind of stuff that takes our peace, that takes our joy, because we're focused on things that are negative. Celebrate God's goodness. And when you begin to celebrate God's goodness and see it, all of the good things God has put in front of us, all of the good thing God has given us, when we begin to celebrate his goodness and rejoice, 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 it'll change our whole vibration. So that's the C. A, ask for God's help when you do have an issue. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. There it goes again. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried about anything. Anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, that's a heavy-duty verse. And it tells us these steps. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't be concerned. Don't be fearful about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. See, most of us don't give, we don't put the thanksgiving in there. So he says, everything with thanksgiving. So you're thankful for everything. You're thankful, even when stuff go wrong. If you break your finger, Lord, thank you, I only broke one finger. I got nine more good ones. So it's a way to look at that thing. And most of us, oh, Lord, I broke, Lord, I broke my finger. No, Lord, I could have smashed my whole hand. Thankful I only broke one. It's always something to be thankful for. So this verse talks about that basically in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. And that's the part we forget about. I want to pray, but I ain't going to be thankful for this stuff because I got too much going wrong. I just want to pray about this stuff. Just don't know with thanksgiving and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. See, there's a... There's a place that you can get to in God. And folk just can't understand it. Matter of fact, not only can folk not understand it, you can't even understand it. That's why it says surpasses all understanding, which means you. Sometimes I just feel so happy. I said, well, where is this even coming from? I just feel happy. 
I feel so full of joy. Sometimes I don't even understand. I just had to ask God. I said, Lord, why have I been so blessed? Why do I just feel so good? Sometimes I can't even understand it because it surpasses all understanding because it's not like I don't have some stuff wrong. If you walk in, you got some stuff that you think is wrong. And see, that's why I had to recorrect my thinking. And that's why I said the perceived negative. See, we think some things are negative and actually they're not really negative. They just put us there to develop our strength. Sometimes they have to put us there to develop our contrast so we can appreciate the positive. Do you know if you give folk everything all the time and they never go through a struggle, they don't appreciate the stuff they ever get. You have to just take something from some folk and then when they're hungry, they appreciate food. You know, it's hard to appreciate a meal full, but when you're hungry and the chicken's smelling good, you can appreciate it then. It changes perception. So just even with asking God, ask with thanksgiving. Celebrate God's goodness. Ask for God's help. L, leave it with the Lord. Let me get you to repeat this phrase. I hereby resign... As ruler of the universe. There are some things you can't handle. It's not your responsibility. You don't have the power to change. Some of us really think we just rulers of the universe. You're not master of the universe. You are not. There's something only God can handle. Now, a lot of times, this is where a lot of preaching get off, is you want to put everything in the hand of God. Nope, that's not what he said. Only the things you are not supposed to handle and the things you cannot handle. That's why Jesus didn't heal anything the folk had power over. Every disease, when you go back and check it, that was named. Every disease he healed, the folk had no power over. A lot of this stuff, we got power over. So I'm talking about the things that you have no control over, the things that you cannot do. Leave that to God. You are not ruler of the universe. And some of us want to control everything, think we're responsible for everything. It just sums up, I have no control over that. You have no control over other people who are not your responsibility. Now, sometimes if you're in charge of something, you do have control over some stuff. And you can't change the folk, but you can change the folk, if you know what I mean. So if you're in charge of, as a boss and the owner of a company, I just can't go and say, Lord, these folk, they won't do right. They won't be messing up. Lord, just straighten them out. I can't do that because I do have control over that. I can't straighten them out, but I can get them out. And that's the way it is with some of you. So some of the things that you have control over, you are ordained and destined to handle. I've had to put some folk out of the church. I just couldn't pray, Lord, control that speaking. I look, you can't come back in anymore. You cutting up, you cannot come back in anymore. You come back, we're going to have you arrested. He said, Pastor, you, yeah, I did it. There are some things you're in charge of and it's your responsibility when you have been charged to do that. So what I'm talking about is leave it with God when you have no power over the thing. And there's sometimes there are even some people. I want you to think of this. I want you to think of the one person that you had the biggest issue with. Now some of you, somebody popped up in your mind right off the bat. Just one. Just one. Not a whole bunch of folk. Just one, the one person who upsets you the most. And I want to tell you like God told me about dealing with a person. And this is going to free some of you. He simply told me this. He said, don't let anything they do upset you. That kind of rhymes. I should have been a rapper. (laughs) Don't let anything they do upset you. That one person who popped in your mind. See, that will free some of you right now. 
Because he who angers you controls you. So when you understand that, it makes a bit. So that's what God is to don't let anything they do upset you. Now, first of all, sometimes when God tells you some stuff, it's not easy. That ain't easy because if it was easy, they wouldn't have been upsetting me in the first place. So it's not easy. But once I was able to grab it and put this into my spirit and just be obedient. And the minute they did something, I was going to say, I had to catch myself. God said, don't let anything, anything. How much is anything? Anything is everything. Don't let anything they do upset you. So once I could gear my mind to that point, a peace began to come. Because he who angers you controls you. And some of you all are letting other folk control you simply because you let them make you mad. And see, when I was able to get control over one person, then I was able to get control over the next person and the next person. So you get to a point where you don't let anything that people do upset you. And you still may have to handle it, but you don't let them upset you. You don't let them make you lose your peace. You don't let them anger you or trouble you or cause anxiety or stress within you. And it begins to change your world. So celebrate God's goodness. Ask God for it. And then leave it with God on the things that you cannot change. And the fourth one, the M, meditate on God's good things. Too often we meditate on mess. And when you meditate on mess, and meditate simply means to think. And again in Philippians 4, 8, it says this, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think or meditate about such things. Wars, rumors of wars, Famines. And see, famine is really nothing but economic catastrophe. We don't have famine in the U.S. Famines are going on around the world right now. It's folks starving who don't have enough to eat. Thousands of people die every day because they don't have enough to eat. Famine has not gone anywhere. We just don't have it in the U.S. But what we do have, we have the fear of famine. And that's why the number one issue in the election is the economy. That's famine. So we have this fear, I'm going to lose my job. And if I lose my job, that's famine. So Jesus tells you, don't be troubled with any of this stuff. And you see, I had an experience, really. We were on a cruise. We were in Alaska. And we were coming through this strait of Alaska. And we ran into a typhoon. A typhoon is a little bit short of a hurricane, but it's, it's a real, real bad storm. I'd never been in a typhoon before. But we had a cabin that was right under the pilot's house, right where they steer the cruise ship. Our cabin was right there in the front. We had this big old presidential suite, and a typhoon hit. So when the typhoon hit, I opened the door and stepped out on the balcony, and then I had to close the door. But I was standing on the balcony. You remember how Titanic, the man on the bunk, just hold? That's the way I was. And the wind was about 70 miles an hour. And it was just blowing. Just a howling thing. But I was standing there holding on in the balcony in the middle of this huge typhoon storm. And I was just as calm as I could be. And I was calm because of two factors. I knew I couldn't swim out of that typhoon because we were in Alaska icebergs were on the side if I dropped into the water I was going to freeze in about 30 seconds so I knew I just wasn't going to make it if I hit the water but what I had confidence in I had confidence in the ship it was a big old cruise ship and with that big of a cruise ship 
a typhoon was really not a threat to the cruise ship. I had confidence in the ship and I had confidence in the captain. I knew the captain had made this run hundreds of times. I knew the captain had faced all kind of weather. And I knew the captain with all of the equipment, with all of the radar, with all of the weather forecast, knew what was ahead. So I wasn't worried about it. I don't worry about life now, even when there are storms. Why? Because I have confidence in the captain. And I am not the captain. I am not the captain of my own ship. I understand that. I am confident because I'm on God's ship and God is the captain. And I'm going to do my best to do what the captain says. Now, if I don't do what the captain says, there's an issue. And that's what opens us up to problems when we don't do what the captain says. Storms should not have us afraid. But if the captain tells you don't go there, that's a problem. I was in Jackson, Mississippi because I asked God, where do I go? He said, Jackson, Mississippi. I said, well, I need to go to Jackson. I found out. That's another sermon. But anyway, I was where God told me to go. So when you're where God tells you to go and when you do what God tells you to do, you don't have to worry about storms even when storms come because you know who the captain is. I know who's the captain, who's the head of my life. And so should you. And when you know that, you'll be able to remain calm. It's a success force. When all around you are losing their head, you remain calm. You'll focus on all of the goodness of God. You'll ask for whatever you need. You'll leave it all up to God, all the things that you cannot handle. And you're going to meditate and think on those things. And when we do those, we will remain calm in the midst of a storm. Because I really do believe storms are coming. I just really do. I don't think we've seen anything yet. I think stuff is coming. But I think stuff is going to be just as it is right now. You're going to have some people just as calm. Some people just in just a good shape. Some people still full of joy. And then you're going to have the other extreme. Oh, oh, it's me. Oh, it's bad. It was bad yesterday. It's bad today. And it's going to be bad tomorrow. You're going to have both extremes. And you've got to learn how to keep your head when all around you are losing theirs. And you've got to do just as Paul said And it's such a powerful verse when we can learn to keep your head in all situations. And they went through some tough situations. Keep your head in all situations. Celebrate God's goodness. Ask for God's help. Leave it with the Lord and meditate on the good things of God. When we can do these things. We will remain calm in the midst of the storm. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com, listen to the entire series entitled Success Forces. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. This is Pastor Nathaniel. And it is the next day after I preach the sermon, The Success Force of Remaining Calm. I'm sitting here in my prayer and I'm thinking about my own life and that C-A-L-M goes through my mind. Celebrate God's goodness. Ask God. Leave it with God and meditate on God's goodness. And I, I noticed that two of the four things really involved being thankful for what God has already given you. And as I thought about this in my own life, I have so much to be thankful for. I've got issues like everyone else does. But I look even at my issues and I looked at the A about asking God and I said, God, you already know 
and leave it with God. You've already told me there are certain things you are going to handle and I don't need to handle it. So in my own life, that's C-A-L-M. And you may not remember exactly the wording. It doesn't matter. Celebrate God's goodness. Ask God, leave it with God, and meditate on the good things. That's what you really need to remember. But half of it is simply thinking about meditating, focusing on the good things that God has already given you. And the things that you cannot handle, leave it with him. Ask him. If necessary, but sometimes for many of you, God has already told you, I'm going to handle it. If he's going to handle it, then why do you keep picking it up? This is Pastor Nathaniel with a second revelation or a second emphasis on yesterday's message of the success force of remaining calm. Be blessed. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part 19 of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled Remaining Calm by Nathaniel Bronner. This sermon is number 5887, that's 5887. To listen to thousands of free sermons or to send this sermon number 5887 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers.